Democratic nominee Joe Biden expands his lead over President Donald Trump in some battleground states. Biden is confident he will win with a clear majority, but Trump vows to challenge the results. The World Health Organization allays concerns of a mutated variation of COVID-19 in Denmark. And severe tropical storm Shoni, which affected parts of extreme northern Luzon, now out of the Philippine area of responsibility. But another low-pressure area is seen moving toward eastern Visayas. Good afternoon, I'm Rain Musni. Dateline Philippines weekend begins right now. Democratic nominee Joe Biden confident he will win with a clear majority as his lead widens against incumbent President Donald Trump. In a live speech just a few minutes ago, Biden said once he wins, he will immediately put his plan to control the coronavirus into action. Biden believes he is on track to win over 300 electoral college votes. 30 more than required to win the presidency. We'll give you more details on Biden's speech in the succeeding newscasts. The Pennsylvania Republican Party makes a last-ditch effort to halt the counting of votes in the battleground state. In a petition, the party wants the U.S. Supreme Court to freeze the handling of thousands of mailed ballots that arrived after Election Day. The petition also asks the court to order Pennsylvania election officials to sequester all the late-arriving ballots and take no action on them. The move comes after Democratic nominee Joe Biden edged over President Donald Trump in Pennsylvania. Securing Pennsylvania's 20 electoral votes would put Biden over the 270 he needs to win the presidency. As for the mayor of Philadelphia, he believes Trump should just accept whatever result comes out. You know, I think what the president needs to do is, frankly, put his big boy pants on. He needs to acknowledge the fact that he lost, and he needs to congratulate the winner, just as Jimmy Carter did, just as George H.W. Bush did, and, frankly, just as Al Gore did, and stop this and let us move forward as a country. And that's my feeling. I doubt he'll listen to me, but that's it. Speaking of Philadelphia, local police are investigating an alleged plot to attack the city's Pennsylvania Convention Center, where votes from the hotly contested U.S. election are being counted. Authorities say they received a tip late Thursday night that a Hummer truck with armed passengers was driving from Virginia and toward the vote-counting venue. Police officers have since arrested those two men, confiscating their truck and firearms as well. No injuries were reported and no further details about the alleged plot were disclosed. There was no significant presence at least to the best of my organization's knowledge and close collaboration with others, there was no significant presence of hate groups, of white supremacists, of neo-Nazis. That is not something that was observed out there. And the interaction that I saw between supporters of one candidate and supporters of the other candidate or supporters of continuing to count the votes and supporters of stopping account of the votes, while it was vocal, 
did not appear to be violent. So I would caution all of you, and I would ask that all of you be cautious in how you report on a situation that may turn out to be nothing more than two people deciding to come to Philadelphia at a particular time for a somewhat unknown purpose. All right. Confusion over the ballot validity mars the counting of votes in Nevada. Some voters lined up outside Clark County in Las Vegas after they were recalled to cure their ballots. Clark County has become a focal point since Election Day as it continues to tally votes in the hotly contested state of Nevada. I don't know, I was at home yesterday and I received this letter. My sister is coming too, she received the same letter. So we went to the Winchester Park to vote that day, everything was okay, and now they don't, they don't know what happened. I, I don't know either, so I'm going to ask inside what's, what's going on with this. I don't know why my vote was marked provisional. Um, I have no idea, I voted before, my address hasn't changed, so it's, it's suspicious. You know, it's just suspicious. Democratic nominee Joe Biden is leading President Trump in Nevada. His margin jumped to more than 22,000, with 93% of the tally completed. As it stands, Joe Biden is inching closer to winning the White House. The former Vice President Biden continues to hold a 253 to 214 lead in the state-by-state -state electoral college. That's according to Reuters. Election data firm Decision Desk, meanwhile, has already called the race in favor of Biden. This puts Trump in a tight position, which is why his campaign vowed to continue pursuing a series of lawsuits over unfounded claims of fraud. In a tweet, Trump claimed confidence in regaining the lead as soon as the legal proceedings move forward. But for some legal experts, the lawsuits are unlikely to alter the outcome of the election. The counting of votes is not done yet, but supporters of Democratic nominee Joe Biden are already in celebration mode. Crowds gathered in cities across the U.S. to welcome the impending victory of the former vice president. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is also convinced the Biden-Harris ticket will win the White House. How exciting it is to come before you today with Joe Biden having the tremendous mandate uh, that he has and that uh, pretty soon the hyphen will be gone from vice president to president-elect Joe Biden. Uh, it's a happy day for our country because Joe Biden is a unifier, because he is determined to bring people together, because he respects all points of view and, as he has said, I ran as a Democrat, I'll govern as president for all of the people, whether they voted for me or not. Twitter, meanwhile, exercises caution as it flags as premature posts that refer to Biden as president-elect. And we now show you live shots from Arizona as Trump supporters continue to hold out hope despite the president's fading re-election chances. That's as they claim the election victory is being stolen from Trump. All major U.S. television networks recently felt the need to cut away from President Trump's briefing to call him out over his unsubstantiated claims. For Filipino media scholars, Philippine journalists can learn a thing or two from the incident. Willard Cheng with the details.
the three major U.S. networks making the headlines for cutting away from the live broadcast of President Donald Trump's news conference. Anchors of U.S. networks ABC, CBS, and NBC broke in, immediately conducting a fact-check after Trump made baseless accusations about vote fraud. Veteran Filipino media scholars laud the move. Finally, they're doing it. They should have done it a long time ago, probably. That's very inspiring for journalists, especially, and for audiences, too, I think, because audiences will have an idea uh, instantly of um, how credible or incredible something being offered to them uh, through the media. I would probably strengthen that more by getting an election watchdog. They could uh, put those resource persons on standby to give you the facts instead of uh, overburdening the news anchor. Santos, however, believes the commentary can be done by the anchors themselves. He also stresses the importance of challenging news sources who are making false and baseless assertions unsupported by evidence. But Santos admits it is not easy to lay down a hard and fast rule in such an instance, especially in live situations. They should be called out mm. at the very moment that something questionable or incredible um, is raised. The, the, the interview should be challenged. For Lambino and Santos, Philippine media can learn from this incident. I hate to say this, um, Ron, but uh, the Philippine news media is uh, timid. We, we don't, uh, we seldom uh, fact-check the, the president when he comes out live. But to be fair, there have been many instances when uh, those who have um, uh, faithfully pursued their role as purveyors of truth have been harassed and intimidated. But the news media should not be called. I mean, there should be a, a running explanation or commentary for the benefit of, 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 of audiences. Oh. Um, so that audiences might be might understand better or be reminded what promises are like uh, by this president. I mean, uh, to me, I think it's it's, it's something very basic. Oh. Yeah. Or in any case, if that if you are unable to do that right at that moment, at the, at some immediate moment after that, yeah. I mean, a, a a discussion should be mounted to to sort these things out. Willard Cheng, ABS-CBN News. Well, the World Health Organization allays concerns of a mutated variation of COVID-19 in Denmark. The WHO says there is currently no evidence to support such claims and that the virus found in Danish mink farms is behaving differently. Parts of Denmark have been placed under tougher lockdown measures after a supposedly mutated coronavirus strain was discovered in the country's north among people and minks. The discovery prompted an order to kill millions of minks. And that is a concern because mammal species like mink uh, are very uh, good hosts in a sense and the virus can, can evolve within those species, especially if they're large numbers packed closely together. So in that sense, we have to look at that viral evolution. We have to create the biosecurity around farms like that so that there's not that contact back with human populations. 
COVID-19 cases around the world are now at 49 million. More than 1.2 million have died, while 32 million others recovered. Here at home, the clinical trials for virgin coconut oil as an adjunctive therapy for COVID-19 have been completed. Authorities hope to finish the statistical analysis of the study by next week. Meanwhile, coronavirus infections in the Philippines now more than 390,000 after the health department logged more than 2,000 cases on Friday. But the additional cases for the day did not include data from 15 accredited laboratories that failed to submit results on time. Recoveries climbed by 462, while fatalities rose by 52, taking the country's death toll to 7,461. More communist rebels surrender in the Philippine province of Maguindanao. The military says six members of the communist terrorist group, including their squad leader, laid down their arms on Friday as state forces doubled down on their campaign against terrorism in the south. According to Western Mindanao Command Chief Lieutenant General Corleto Vinluan Jr., the rebels left the terrorist group due to resentment over its propagation of false ideologies. Surrender was facilitated by the 6th Infantry Battalion in coordination with local government units in Maguindanao and Sultan Kudarat. The province of Batanes says damage from severe tropical storm Shoni had been limited to agriculture. No casualties were also reported. Shoni made landfall in Itbayat, Batanes on Friday morning, prompting weather officials to raise signal number two over the country's northernmost island region. Ang aming water, electric at uh, communication ay wala rin pong pinsala pero mayroon po kaming uh, uh, pinsala sa agrikultura. Ang isipit na damit sa agriculture, ang typhoon shoni dito ay mga 4.9 million. Well, severe tropical storm Shoni has exited the Philippine area of responsibility after affecting Batanes and other parts of extreme northern Luzon. But State Weather Bureau Pagasa says it's now monitoring another low-pressure area 205 kilometers east of Gian in eastern Samar. The weather disturbance, which is headed toward eastern Visayas, is seen to develop into a tropical depression within the next 36 hours. It will then be named Tonyo. It's expected to bring moderate to heavy rains over Bicol region, eastern Visayas, the provinces of Marinduque, Romblon, Oriental Mindoro, Quezon, and Dinagat Islands. Meanwhile, the Calabarzon region, Mimaropa, and Mindanao may experience light to moderate with at times heavy rains. And that's Dateline Philippines Weekend. I'm Rain Musni. Thank you so much for joining us and keep it here on ANC.